You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, and streaming live on Ustream, this is AfterBuzz TV for The Secret Circle. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest Secret Circle news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, picking up where the show leaves off, and the buzz continues, it's After Buzz TV for the Secret Circle! (laughs) Good evening, After Buzzers! Welcome to your Season 1, Episode 5 After Show about the Secret Circle. We are going to dish everything from news and gossip to what happened on tonight's episode, I am your host, David Skifalidi, and I am joined by my lovely co-host from week to week, Billy Nellis. Hello, hello. Good evening. And we have a newcomer to us here at the Secret Circle, Heather Borsa. How's it going? Did I say that right? Basra. 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 <laughs> You'll get it. I'll get it eventually. Get it. It's all good. <laughs> I promise. Like Basura, but without the U. Okay. I'll never remember that. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm we'll just kidding. I'll we'll get it. I'll it. get it. I'll get it eventually. It's fine. And don't forget, later on tonight, we are going to be doing our very special segment for you where we discuss our favorite witch movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of one of my favorites. I'm not going to lie tonight. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> but let's jump right in. There's a lot to discuss. A lot happened tonight. Mm-hmm. And... I feel like we should start off with Adam and Diana, our favorite witch couple. Are they? (laughs) Not so much, but, you know, they are an integral part of the circle. Mm -hmm. Diana's sort of like the leader of the group. Adam sort of is her henchman in a in a way, and we found out tonight that they were the first two to figure out that they were witches. And I liked finding that out tonight. I I did too. Interesting piece of trivia. And that until they found their book, they didn't even really know to look for anybody else. Exactly. I thought that was some good backstory that wasn't like, it was just thrown out there. It wasn't made like a big deal. That's why they're so close. Right. They were boyfriend and girlfriend first, and then they were witches. It's very nice. Mm -hmm. That's why I like them. I do enjoy them as a couple. Mm -hmm. Um, I do like the tension between Cassie, Adam, and Diana, even though we didn't see any of that tonight. Right. Uh. But it's good. I think, you know, we got to see a little bit of the other side of the spectrum when it comes to Adam and Diana, where we got to see them being a couple. Right. As opposed to being witches and always trying to figure things out in this whole new witch world with the circle and everything. And we got to see them just having fun for a chance. And I think that it was important because it let us understand how how they are as a couple because mm-hmm. I don't think that up until now we had gotten to see yeah. that. Right. So I think that now we can understand the stakes into what Diana's fighting for. Exactly. Now we've been let in on how close they are mm-hmm. and how they can be when they're together and how he really does have feelings for her mm-hmm. regardless of whether Cassie's around or not. 
Exactly. So I think that was important for us at this point to see that because up until now it was kind of like, what what stakes are there in, right. in Cassie breaking this up? Because we hadn't seen yeah, any of that. Yeah, I was totally on Cassie's side up until. Right. Oh, were you? I totally was. I was like, oh, dude, fight for it. Because <laughs> his dad was always saying, you know, I should have been with her mom. The stars are aligned and blah, 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 blah. So right. I was like, okay, maybe they are meant to be together in their little witch world. Right. I mean, maybe they are meant to be together, but right now it is nice to see that despite the fact that everything's pulling Adam to Cassie, he still really does love Diana. Mm -hmm. Right. I think that that makes there more tension because now we understand what he's being pulled away from. Right. Mm -hmm. Whereas before we didn't. So I think that that was necessary. It was, it was a nice little thing that the writers gave us a nice little nugget. Yes. (laughs) Information. I think that with how heavy tonight's episode was, that also sort of alleviated some of that. The scene at dinner with them was probably the only respite we got from how intense everything else was Mm -hmm. and allowed for us to have a little sexy time. Yeah. And, And, you know, it's the first time on the season since the series started that we've seen a different couple get a little hot and heavy besides Nick and Melissa. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we got a little different sexy times. Yeah. A little more interesting sexy times. And it was cute. And it was like, it (laughs) was fun with the whipped cream. Mm -hmm. It was. I had had visions of like varsity blue. I know, right? And there at the cream, I was like, is she going to like make a bikini? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's very stereotypical with Mm -hmm. the whole whipped cream and like she cooked dinner. It was cute. But you know, it's cute. That's what teenagers do when when they're dating. Right. Right. In quotation marks. Right. Yeah. We won't call what they really are doing dating, but you know, it is what it is. Right. <laughs> um, was there anything else that Adam and Diana were doing in this episode? Really, not, not much. They were just being in love and being part of the circle. I think the only other thing was towards the end, once all the intense events had transpired, mm-hmm. when they were closing up the bar, and and Diana said, "I I don't know what I would do if I lose you," and and Adam said to her, "I'm not going anywhere," right. and and actually. Wow. Diana made him promise that. So I think that that's maybe going to come back to haunt Adam further down the road when we do see that this cosmic connection to Cassie starts to blow right. him away. I think, I think that... we're going to be seeing that sooner rather than later. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And we will get to that, get to that in news and gossip. I hope. I think I, I included that in the news and gossip. But yeah, I think so. We will get there later tonight. Yeah. Um, so moving on. Yes. Cassie at the beginning of the episode is sort of keeping secrets. F- Grandma finally returns since episode one. We haven't seen her. Yeah. She's been missing in action, apparently. She's, Working shifts at the hospital. She's a nurse, the, I guess. I mean, she's worked to the bone, clearly. <laughs> but she's finally around during the day. And Cassie seems uneasy about keeping secrets from her. Grandma just wants to know how she's doing. And... Cassie has to sort of give her the third degree because she's been told by Diana, she's been told by the circle that they need to keep this a secret. No one's allowed to know until they realize exactly what's going on. And we see her go to school and tell Diana that, you know, I, I spoke to my grandma. She told me that she would help me if there was ever a problem. And I feel like we should tell somebody else. And, and Diana shuts her down immediately. Right. Of course. Right. And she loses control. Right. Diana loses control. Right. That's I a very that good point. It goes back to what we talked about, I think it was last week when we talked about it, just how Diana 
seems to be like the leader of this group and everyone does have to go to her for permission right for things and i think she's afraid that if a, an adult somebody who an an older generation knows that they have power she won't be able to control the circle anymore because somebody who understands what they're doing will eventually take over right and we do see diana telling cassie that at the end of her book at the last few pages is a spell about talking about the elders the elders and how the parents were punished for their actions and how they were stripped of their powers and that's the last thing that any of them want they don't want their powers to be stripped they just discovered them for goodness sake like the last thing they want they just bound their circle like is to lose it all right it's all so new to them and they're still figuring it out and we did see last week when cassie didn't heed diana's advice where things went out of control and she made the wrong decisions so i guess diana to a certain extent does have a point a point and some of the answers Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right but later on in the episode Cassie goes to grandma. Cassie's forced to. I mean, they yeah, Cassie's forced much. to go to grandma. Have no other option. <laughs> yeah. Really. Well, I mean, good thing that she thought about doing that. Even yeah. including her. Right. It seems like their parents 16 years ago when they were faced with a similar situation decided to take things into their own hands. And we do see Charles and Don doing that again. Right. As opposed to asking for help like Cassie was smart enough to do. Mm-hmm. They took things into their own hands and possibly did something that they might not be able to come back from, speaking of Don and Charles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think that... Um, I think it just shows the difference between, I guess, this generation circle with their previous... Where I think they were seeing shades that Don and Charles and the other parents were really power hungry, whereas these kids are intrigued by it and excited, but I don't think they have the same intentions mm-hmm. where they are kind of willing to get help when they need it. And and in the end there isn't things aren't as disastrous. I mean it yeah. still was pretty disastrous. It still end, was, yeah. But... Someone was killed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Someone was killed. Where were you when the circle was broken? It was this was a game changer. I wrote that. I wrote game changer. It was definitely a game changer. And mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember, but earlier on in the season, when the series first started, they did talk about how the parents' circle was never bound. They were together as a group, but they never bound their circle, which is why their power was so erratic. Right. Yeah. And possibly a reason Grandma does explain that the elders, from what we are coming to believe, are the grandparents of the children, didn't want their children to know about magic, and they tried to keep it from them. And things got out of control then, and they, that's why it's being kept from the kids again. Right. Where are you guys on that? I I kind of feel like... I when 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 Cassie's grandma, whose name I wish I could remember, but I, I don't. I don't I think, think they ever name just grandma. 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 When she, you know, was kind of talking about how she doesn't want any more secrets and she wants Cassie to be able to talk to her. The impression that I got was that Grandma understands that these kids are in the magic now, mm-hmm. and I think that she regrets keeping the kids, trying to keep her gen, her kids out of magic because by doing that they didn't understand it. 
and so many bad things happen. Mm -hmm. And I think now grandma is kind of realizing that it's inevitable that they're going to understand it and she'd rather them come to her so maybe she can teach them and avoid these things Mm -hmm. because I think she probably feels guilt from keeping their, their children, the middle generation, out of it because it led to them just doing things without any knowledge. And without any control. Right. Mm -hmm. And to such detriment to their own generation. Mm -hmm. I mean, each child in this circle has lost a parent, and in Nick's case, lost both Both. parents. Right. So those, that, the elders lost children. Right. Because Because they, of their mistake, essentially. Right. It kind of reminds me of, like, Spring Awakening, (laughs) with, like, just the way that the parents, you know, I guess it just goes back to any sort of thing where you keep kids away from something they're eventually going to get into anyway. It's that debate of whether you should, at a younger age, explain certain adult things to your kids so that they have the foundation to do it wisely mm-hmm. because you know they're going to get into it anyway. Mm-hmm. So right. why not arm eventually. them with the knowledge to do it properly and to do it with care and concern? And hope that everything turns out okay. Right, rather than pretend Shelter it doesn't them. exist and leave them with no capability to handle anything when they do eventually come across it, and then we see things like the boathouse accident. Exactly. Mm -hmm. There was something else that Grandma said that we're reminded of again this week, that with witchcraft comes evil. Mm -hmm. And we're reminded that one more time. Right. And I don't necessarily think that she's only talking about demons. No. Oh, no. There has to be something else that, that they're talking about. Like... Either it's someone who is power hungry, which we see Don and Charles. Right. And that's the kind of the the impression that I got was that beyond just the demons that like we learned last week where there are witches, there are demons. That's just the they're always Mm -hmm. in a struggle together. Mm -hmm. But what I kind of took from it was with witchcraft, it it has the power to corrupt. Right. And it Mm -hmm. does always. And I think her main goal at this point is to protect these kids from being corrupted the way the middle generation was. Right. And mm-hmm. like we've spoken before, witchcraft itself is not good or bad intrinsically. It's how the witch it's uses the it. person. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just very interesting to me that the older generation loves to talk about how evil's going to come to you no matter what you do. They're constantly reminding them. Even in their books, they know evil's coming. Evil's coming. Beware of it. Right. And I do think that, and this is probably more for predictions, but I do think there is some other larger force that that's coming. I think so. Yeah. I do think so. Yeah. I think that's in in um, News and Gossip as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but steam, steam heading from that, mm-hmm. Don and Charles, this episode, have been, were very shady. Yes. And have been so ever since mm-hmm. the series started. But we see them tonight. They're waiting for the blood moon, which mm-hmm. we find out they've, they've been waiting for a year right. to reappear, I'm assuming. I guess mm-hmm. there's only once a year. I yeah. Really I mean, I wouldn't it. assume that, like, it's only happened once in 16 years. But if they had known about it within the past 16 years, why have they waited so long? Right. Yeah. Um, but essentially what I got from that is that they had their crystal, the one crystal with the magic in it, and they were trying to harness the power of all the crystals to regain their full power. Mm -hmm. I kind of, what I, I think they were trying to locate the other crystals. Yeah. Because I did write down, um, 
Don, after they realized that their crystal was dead, it had been used too often, Don uh-huh. said they needed five more for their power to be restored. Mm-hmm. Right. They were, because it was on top uh, of, it was on top was of on a top compass. Of a, a weird map It was thingy. on top of, it was just like a compass point. It was like yeah. north-south. And I think that it's not that they had to wait 16 years for the blood moon. I think that they were waiting for a blood moon once the circle was bound. Ah, uh, that makes because sense. Because the circle had to be bound <laughs> to give them their power back. Right. Right. So they right, needed, right. they need one crystal per each member of the circle, Correct. and they needed the blood moon to locate the, the crystals. Yes. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot more but sense than what I'm thinking. But they've used their crystal way too much. <laughs> yeah. Well, they've drained their crystal. We've seen them already at least once an episode. Use it. Fighting Using over it. it. And they're fighting over it. There's a struggle between the two of them. I mean, who has it? Who gets to use it? I mean, the first spell that we saw, which opened the series, I'm sure drained... The yes. crystal immensely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, who's to say? I mean, they brought someone back from the dead. They killed somebody with it. They tried to drown somebody with it. And they, with um, like Faye's grandpa, they used the crystal on him. Yeah, yeah, they killed him. Don used the crystal yeah, on yeah, him yeah. too. So, yeah, it's been used many times just since in the five episodes. Right. And I mean, how much... And they've obviously been using it prior to that as exactly. well. Exactly. Because that's the only source of power they had. Exactly. And then we see Don and Charles having to make a really gut-wrenching decision yeah. of whether or not to save Nick or kill the demon. Right. Now, at this point, when Nick came to the boathouse to talk to Don, I felt I don't know how you guys felt but I felt that Dawn wasn't as bad as she's been seeming to us mm-hmm. and I also felt that when Charles was faced with the decision of having to kill Nick that he also yeah wasn't yeah. as bad as we're thinking he right. is mm-hmm. I think that, it, that you, we saw that in both of them that it really um, I guess humanized them yeah kind of made them mm-hmm. less of just the the stock villain of the episode um, but I think that you saw that they really had no choice because as we saw with Heather, the only way to save Nick and not kill the demon would for it to either possess somebody else mm-hmm. or to put him in that catatonic state. Right. And we found out from grandma, the only way to kill a demon is to so, set it on fire or, to drown, or to drown it. Yep. So at the same time, it's the lesser of two evils. As we see Don talking about later, we might have killed Nick But we've saved so many other people. Right. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, they need the circle to get their magic back. Right. And they've just broken the circle. circle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But let's get into the possession. We start out the episode with Melissa, which we saw last week, the demon entering her ear. Mm -hmm. She wakes up in the morning. She says she has a headache. And is basically freaking out from the yeah. the first half of the episode. She goes to school. She's like, has a headache. She's like rushing around, like doesn't know what she's doing. Bumps into Mrs. Chamberlain. Freaks out there. Freaks out <laughs> on her. It's like, watch where you're going. Yeah. <laughs> and just is not having a fun time. And then all of a sudden it clicks in her at some point. I don't know how or why, but the demon sort of just fits in better with her and is has full control of her as opposed to her body trying to fight it. Right. And the demon has a plan to, I guess, release more, more demons. Larger demons. Larger demons. Yeah. So much bigger. As opposed to the teeny tiny garden snake. 
or worm. It's like a worm. <laughs> that has entered Melissa. And tells Nick that they, she has found her her book of shadows from reading her mother's diary and that they need to get it. They go to the woods, they get this suitcase out and then everything starts to come into play. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What were you guys thinking at that point? I, I, I was, I mean, I didn't know how Melissa was going to get out of it. I didn't know how we were going to save Melissa. Right. I mean, in all the so promos, point, we did see right. where will you be when the circle is broken. At this point, I thought we were losing. Melissa. We were losing yeah. Melissa. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I, it was really kind of fun to see, see the girl play possessed. Like mm -hmm. I enjoyed that the way that they, her voice would get so crazy <laughs> And it was pretty awesome how good to see her evil. Yes. Yeah. You know, usually Fantastic. Best, you know, Faye's the evil one and she's the little follower, the good girl. And now we get to see her be a bitch. <laughs> More than just a bitch, yeah. though. She was she like, she was just evil, awful, awful, right. awful girl. Right. Yeah. And I, I mean, I didn't know how we were, what we, what was going to happen. Mm -hmm. I didn't, I, I didn't really see Cassie going to grandma coming. Neither did I. In the very beginning, I was I didn't know that that I didn't think that that would be an option for us. But it was very totally smart. Thought. Did you really? I, did. Was, I could tell. It was smart of the writers though and the producers to plant that seed at the like in the first 2 minutes of the episode that Grandma tells Cassie that she can always come to yeah. her if she needs mm -hmm. help so that when she is faced with the the issue and the problem of needing help, it wouldn't help, feel so weird. It wouldn't feel so strange. Yeah. 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 And and I kind of loved seeing Grandma get badass. Oh, it was oh, fantastic. And come in with that, obviously, more powerful than anybody else in the game right now. Like, right, yeah. She could lock, she locked that thing with her eyes. She moved the scissors with mm -hmm. it. Like, that was, I was excited was about like no that. No spell necessary. But if you did notice, when, she, when Grandma was called into play, she came in and the demon told her that she isn't powerful enough. Yeah. Right. But she said, I have the power of my children and she had a crystal mm. that's probably where they're holding it yes it's all right there it's her probably her power and and all of that all of the children's power i mean each elder has had a crystal mm -hmm. with them which probably correlates to their child their family right. lineage right mm. which Interesting. is Don and Charles were smart enough would figure that out. <laughs> yeah, too bad. Too bad. Um, but it was awesome seeing Grandma come in, step in, stepping up, saving the day, and sort of taking control. And I think it's fantastic to see like an older person come into play with their circle because it's going to be someone that can teach them how to use their magic, how to control their magic, teach them new spells, and just mm -hmm. be sort of a a guide and a teacher for them. Right. Which I think they're so desperately craving at this point. Mm -hmm. Right. And clearly they need, even if they aren't craving it, we know they need it. They need it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would say Diana and Diana wants a teacher. As much yes. as she doesn't want to tell anyone, she definitely wants someone to help her out with her magic I think and she's help her control it. That also think, that I don't think I, she wants. I think she's scared because she's been reading her book and reading her diet, you know, her mom's diary and maybe seeing it, that their magic was stripped away and she doesn't want that. So maybe she's just scared to talk. And now this is a way for her to actually be able to talk to somebody without feeling 
fear. Right. Yeah. It's and true. what I what I also loved in that scene once we realized that the demon had left Melissa and we didn't know where it had gone. Mm-hmm. That was so. I thought it was the grandma. I did too. No, I did too. I was like, really. I was like, ah, oh, now that we decided it would be awesome, and now she's gonna have the demon. I kind of thought that. Then it clicked in my head that obviously it was Nick because he was like right down. Yeah, he was her. right yeah. next he to her. He was talking but to her. That scene was so. It was so the faculty. It was, do you remember the faculty oh, and when they're in God, the garage yes. and they all have to snort the the, the, the pixie d- stick? It was like the drugs, like the ADD drugs. Yes. That would like mm-hmm. that made the aliens go nuts and that just so reminded me of that. Like <laughs> the tension of like who who is it in who's mm-hmm. like playing normal. So true. I forgot about that. That was that movie. so the faculty. <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> I love it. And they were also very snaky. Yeah. And there's those like aliens that just live yes. up your nose. That's right. Yeah. Okay, back to Secret Circle. Um, <laughs> where were we? The possession. All right. So the demon jumped from Melissa to Nick. Mm-hmm. Nick bolts as soon as he's discovered. Mm-hmm. And at this point, it's just clear. I mean, I thought at some point they were going to be able to save Nick because they all went after him. And Nick mm-hmm. is saying, he calls Adam and is like, bring the suitcase with you or I'm torching the boathouse. Right. He meets with Don, Nick does, in the boathouse and says that he wants to finish what they started. Mm-hmm. He right. says that he wants the circle just as bad as they do. Mm-hmm. He's like, I want everything that you want. Right. And he he even says... That Don helped summon him. Right. Yeah. So clearly Don wrought this amongst everybody else. Well, I think they all, I think that generation's circle <laughs> was all included in summoning him. Mm-hmm. We sort of missed his name because think, they said it very strangely. It. Started that with a B. Albad? Albad? Al- Al- I have not. <laughs> yeah, I could never understand I it. I could never understand it. it. They said it twice. None of us caught it. So sorry <laughs> yeah. about that. But. Don very cleverly, cleverly finds a way to get Nick to follow her and calls Charles at the same time. And that's when they make the decision to drown Nick. The only way to save Nick is to kill the demon, but the only way to kill the demon is to kill Nick. Right. Yeah. And I guess they weren't expecting to be caught by Cassie and her grandmother. So they drown him. They bolted. And bolted. Right. And just left him for dead. And I guess the police came and called it an accident. And Nick is dead. Yeah. And the secret, the circle is broken. Right. But their secret's out. Yes. Well, to grandma at least. To grandma at least. Right. Did any, did either of you have at least a second of fear that the demon had jumped to dawn? Yes. Yeah. I was really scared. I thought it had at the as end well. we were going to see like something in her head. Yeah. And then we were going to think that that Nick was dead for nothing. Yeah. I was I'm so glad they didn't go there because that would have been so heavy yeah. like for him to die. It would have been too much. No reason. Yeah. But I was really scared cuz you know Kevin Williamson you never know. Like, yeah. I was like, "Oh my god, it's going to be in Don." <laughs> or she's like, "Just do it. It's not him." Yeah. I was just like, "Oh my god." But you also never know with Kevin Williamson is he's done it with Vampire Diaries where he's killed off characters and brought them back later on. Yeah. Right. So, maybe Nick's coming back, maybe he's not. 
I guess we'll have to wait and see. I mean, it was it's kind of sad because it, we were kind of getting to a point where we saw Nick as more than just a jerk. Mm-hmm. We did. We were. We yeah. were coming to this point where we, he was like a human and he had right. feelings. And we were starting to love these characters. And I guess, while it's sad, I, I guess that was necessary for us to feel the loss of him. Right. Mm-hmm. Because if he had remained just that jerk, we really as an audience, wouldn't have cared so much when he died because, like, oh, well, he was just, like, the jerk. Yeah. But we saw him come to really, I would say, love Melissa. Like, mm-hmm. he fought for her this episode. Some at some I would say there's something Extent, there. yeah. And, and he, you know, he was the only one who was falling for when the demon was in her. Right. And, and so it was... It was needed. It was definitely necessary or else the, his death wouldn't have had the emotional punch that it did. Yeah. At... Only episode five. Right. Had he not, had that not happened. But it does suck. Cause it's it like, does we just, suck. We just invested into this guy and we, we started <laughs> yeah. to like him and now. And now gone. we've lost him. Now we've, we've lost him. Where is the circle going? Yeah. Where do we go from here? Where do, do we go we... from here? I think from here we go to a commercial break. All right. Want to find out what the after buzz is about? Janice is a drama queen. This is the divide that is going to carry the series. Give us a call. 424-256-1729. 424-256-1729. Big television, and they want it to be as dramatic as possible. I mean, it's Shakespearean. You never know what goes on behind closed doors. Find out why After Buzz TV is the number one source for after show content. Now, in the eyes of Jimmy... Nucky is a villain. 424-256-1729. 424-256-1729. I mean, who would you guys rather hear that from? Your husband or your best friend? <laughs> the wig! The wig will come out. When the TV show is over, get your after buzz on. Welcome back, everybody. Mm-hmm. We're going to go right into our special segment. It's raining here in the AfterBuzz TV studios. <laughs> oh. Just in case you were wondering. <laughs> Maybe it's a spell. It's a definitely a spell. <laughs> Where's Faye? Starting right? Again. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but we teased you many weeks ago, two weeks ago, I think, with our favorite witch movies. Last week we talked about The Craft. Yes. This week we are talking practical magic. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite movies, and it deals with a lot of the issues that they dealt with in this episode of Secret Circle. It's a movie from 1998, based on the novel by Alice Hoffman, directed by Griffin Dunn, and the screenplay by Robin Swicord, starring Sandra Bullock, Nicole Kidman, Stockard Channing, Diane Weist, Evan (laughs) Rachel Wood, and Camila Bell as children. So, very female-centered film. Yes. Mm -hmm. But a lot about family, mm-hmm. lineage, lineage generations of generations of power. of power, and in practical magic, within the generations of power and the lineage of magic and the women that have to deal with a familial curse, mm-hmm. in quotation marks, <laughs> there is a possession yes. as well, and is also shown as an amphibian. Is it? As I a toad. Seen the movie in so long. Oh my, like, god. Oh my god. They <laughs> they kill 
Nicole Kidman's boyfriend by accident or whatever, and he sh- they, they get attacked by the toads, and when he disappears, oh, yeah. it's a whole bunch of toads okay. and then dust. So yeah, sort of the same idea mm-hmm. that serpentines. Right. If there's always because they're. The evil's always represented as like a cold-blooded animal. Right. Mm-hmm. It's never in a warm-blooded because it's so close to the mammal. That mm-hmm. I think in in the history of literature, when we speak about evil, we always put it in that sort of animal because mm-hmm. it's so different from our species. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think it goes back to the Garden of Eden, where the the snake was really mm-hmm. the tree of knowledge, and it brought sin upon the world. Look at you <laughs> bringing it full circle. Yeah. <laughs> What I love about this movie, though, more so than the fact that Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman are full goddess, Mm -hmm. in full goddess mode in this movie, Mm -hmm. with the crazy of Stacker Channing, I think it's the more, the bonds that these women have with each other. Mm -hmm. We see the two older women who are sisters, and then Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman's bond, and the two two daughters who are Camila Bell and Evan Rachel Wood their bond and how they can speak with each other without even having to speak. And I think that's right. more the type of, of world that magic lives in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that that's where the secret circle is definitely going when their circle is no longer broken. Yeah. yeah. When they find a way to rebind it. Yeah. But I think it's also interesting is with with movies like Practical Magic and a lot of movies dealing with witches or stories with witches in history, it's always sort of been a female-centric mm-hmm. um, thing. The mm-hmm. witches, the witchcraft is always in the female species. But I think what's interesting, what we're seeing now in present day, I mean, with The Secret Circle and also with Vampire Diaries, is we're seeing a lot of men come into mm-hmm. play right. in witchcraft. And I find that interesting to also watch, to watch that, that it's not just like the cursed woman with her witchy powers. Right. Mm. But now it's sort of a universal thing. Um, it's making the women witches, I think, more equal. Well, if, as we were. saw that in Charmed. There were warlocks. There were warlocks, but the warlocks in Charmed were evil. Yeah. They were. They were not good, mm-hmm. ever. No. There was never a good witch. No. Male witch. Right. That's true. Yeah. But we did see them. We yeah. did see them. They were there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We I think it was like a nice progression, though. Yeah, so I do I like think to so. see it being like on both sides. Yeah, because I felt like before it was sort of a connotation where it was like using it as bitch, like women were relegated to the witch. Right. Mm. Where now it's not so much the case any longer. That's true, and you do in history with the whole Salem witch trials, you mm-hmm. never heard or never read yeah. about a man being. Of course right. not. <laughs> well, it's true. Back in the day, women it's true. were women were not, not as equal. equal. Yeah. yeah. Um. And on that note, if you haven't seen Practical Magic, go out rent it. It's, it's amazing. If even just for the lime and the coconut. Oh my god. Or <laughs> for I think it's Nicole Kidman singing "Drink a Cup of You." Probably. Yeah, it is when she's driving all alone. Yeah. Amazing. I mean, there are some fun movie, fantastic gems in that film. A little lighter than Secret Circle, so it's It's a lot lighter with some darker moments. But Mm -hmm. you know, it is it is family friendly, and it is the month of October. A good Halloween movie. It's a great Halloween movie. Yeah. Yeah. 
And on that note, let's move on to our Secret Circle news and gossip. After Buzz TV News. All right, so party time, break out the boxed wine and whatever teen witches drink, potion, orange soda. Strawberry yes. Santa. Heart of Dixie and Secret Circle have both been picked up by the CW for full seasons. Hot on the heels of Ringers, good news as well. Heart of Dixie has consistently built on its leading Gossip Girl, while Secret Circle is the network's top-rated new show. And incidentally, the second-highest-rated show on the network at the moment. This means, of course, that all the CW's scripted fare have been picked up for full seasons. Hater, its only new fall reality show, was also its only casualty, as it was canceled last week and replaced in the schedule by Ringer Repeats. Oh, God. We believe in the creative strength of these dramas, and by giving them nine orders, ba- giving them back nine orders, we can give our audience a chance to enjoy complete seasons of all three of them," says network producer, President Mark Petowitz. With compelling storylines, engaging characters, and tremendous buzz, we firmly believe that Heart of Dixie, Ringer, and The Secret Circle can become signature series for the CW, the kind of top-notch shows that are synonymous with our brand. Yay! <laughs> Full season, y'all. Yep. Good news. (laughs) Love Square Alert. If you thought the love triangle between Diana, Cassie, and Adam was oozing with sexual tension, (laughs) hold on to your pointy hats because you ain't seen nothing yet. I think this is a spoiler. In the secret circle, this night's episode. Wasn't this night's episode? I think that's next week. Next week's episode. Faye and Cassie go head to head when Faye's ex boy toy, Jake comes back to town to get in on a little witch action. <laughs> Turns out that even witches with a capital B have feelings because Faye's black heart was broken in pieces by Jake and now she's seeking revenge. Psh, who cares about Faye's sinister plan? Jake only has eyes for one lady and her name rhymes with sassy. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. While Jake is busy making eyes at Chan- Chance Harbor's newest bomb- bombshell, Adam is dismayed by the fact that another guy is vying for Cassie's attention. So expect him to run off into a field of light bulbs and explode them with the power of his <laughs> angst or something. Just a prediction. Wow. Wowzies. All right, so next we have Entertainment Weekly have sat down with our dear friend Gail Harold, And uh, I think we're going to let you guys read two of each. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So we had some questions here for EW. had some questions for Gail Harold. They started with, Charles told his daughter Diana that he was dating Don to explain why they were spending so much time together. Charles seemed more okay with that lie than Don did when he told her about it. Should we read into that, or will it be addressed again? Gail answered, I don't know. The way we played that scene to me, it's sort of like Charles is just trying to cover his tracks. And the thing that made the most sense was to use that as the reason. There's something going on between the two of them. He was kind of caught. Diana called him out. I think in his mind there's wishful thinking. That's one of the things I really like, him having to react on the spot and just make it up as he goes along. It's one of those moments where your excuse makes it worse. Mm. Now Diana has all these expectations. Mm. EW followed up. Charles has said he hasn't been in a relationship since Don's mother, I think that should be Diana's mother, died 16 years ago. Yeah. Is that the truth? We haven't, we've seen the kids getting some action on the show. Will Charles. Mm. 
Gail replied, well, you get that idea based on the one conversation you see Charles and Diana have had about this. But who knows? His daughter has to go to sleep and then get up and go to school during the day. Just like you don't know what your kids are doing, you don't know what your parents are doing. Who knows what's going on? I think he's lonely, and I think it's difficult for him because as Diana gets older, she really reminds him of the fact that his wife is gone. Mm-hmm. That's a really painful echo. Hmm. Interesting. E.W. then asked Gail, It's interesting to hear you talk about Charles's vulnerability. I hadn't really thought of him that way. And Gail responded, Stay tuned. It's coming. I'll put it in this way. And I say this with great respect for parents because I haven't had that responsibility. If you have children and you destroy someone's parent and leave their child vulnerable and alone, there's no way that that doesn't have a very intense and painful effect on you. Charles can't look at his own daughter without being quite aware that there's another daughter just across town who has lost her mother, and it's because I set her house on fire and burned it down. Mm. Vulnerability is built in. There's one way to play the character where it just doesn't bother him, but that doesn't interest me at all. Then he's just a robot. Yep. EW followed up, What I took away from last week's episode is that whenever witches bind the circle, the power draws some kind of evil to them. If demons come and they're... And are those demons the evil or the minions of a bigger bad? Is there anything you can tease about that? And Gail answered, I think it's a good question. It's what I was trying to get at before. Once you open the door, what's behind it? And how does what is behind it either come out or suck you through? There's the the traditional idea of good witches and bad witches. But on the other hand, if you stir up the pot and you don't know what you're going to release, the question you asked is interesting, and those are those just minions or are those competing powers? It is some sort of ongoing power struggle. Now that one side is awake, the other side has to wake up and keep them under control. Okay. It says... um, It is interesting both Charles and Diana have reasons to want to keep their knowledge of what is going... Wait, I think maybe that's supposed to be Dawn. No, I think that is Diana. I think that is Diana. Keep it a secret from one another. Oh, oh, okay, got it. Okay, But at some point, if you know your daughter is in danger, you should want to step in if you don't actually want her to die. That's one aspect um, that's very interesting to me. There is a different trap there. Uh, it's kind of difficult for him to make a move in any direction because 99% of the results are bad, dangerous, and or equal or just... Disgusting. Really? That's disgusting? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say distinguished, but that didn't make sense. I'm really tired. Like, straight up. I'm, I'm really tired. Can't even read this paper. I'll read your last one. Thank you. You're welcome. What's the deal with that crystal that Don and Charles have? It sounds like it only has so much power and they have to ration it. Well, it seems to me just a part of the dynamic of the circle. It's like an amulet. They're animated by nearness to others like them. That's one of the interesting things about the story. You have all this inherent power, potential power, but doesn't work unless people are in the same place at the same time and communicate with each other. Mm-hmm. Really good interview. Yeah. There's a lot more up there. Um, if you want to read any more, you can find it online. It's out there. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! 
so long. <laughs> All right, so the Grim Reaper is coming. The Secret Circle's pack of teenage witches better bust out their crystal rocks because the Grim Reaper is coming to Chance Harbor. The verdict's still out on what this cloaked weirdo and his giant Sith are doing in town, but there's no way he'd claim the lives of our nearest and dearest, right? Before you start panicking and about the possibility of Adam... Fighting the fairy dust, remember that there's been buzz about a Secret Circle Halloween episode. Maybe Faze just embracing her killaways with an ironic Halloween costume? Hmm. Do you think that was just an allusion to tonight, perhaps? Perhaps, but it goes on. Right, Britt Robertson spills Halloween witching hour. We can't wait to be scared silly during the Secret Circle's Halloween episode, but Britt Robertson says to expect a few laughs alongside plenty of frights. When you have witches in Halloween, it can be fun to make fun of certain things. Britt tells TV Line, What I love about what Kevin and Andrew did is they weren't trying to ignore the fact that we're witches on Halloween. We play with a lot of different funny things. Hopefully this means someone will wander around Chance Harbor with a Team Slytherin shirt. <laughs> As we all know, All Hallows' Eve isn't just tricks, treats, and dressing up in ironic costumes. One of our directors, Liz, who is a big part of our show, was saying, The great thing about Halloween is that scary things can happen in the middle of the night, and there's people roaming the streets. You can scream, but nobody really takes notice to it. Oh. So that's the kind of fun element we get to play with a lot. Does that mean a... Demon inchworm try to steal the circle's candy? <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yes. Completely. And let's move right into predictions. And now, you're after Buzz TV. Predictions. So scary. So scary and really creepy. <laughs> um, so... Nick is dead. Nick is dead. We do know that there are going to be <laughs> two new characters being introduced sooner rather than later. Jake, whom I'm assuming that we're meeting next week, which is Faye's ex-boyfriend, right. who could possibly be a replacement for Nick yes. in the circle, and Melissa's cousin, who could also be a replacement for Nick in the circle. Right. So I think that's going to be coming up. But we saw in the preview mm-hmm. that someone is out to get them again. Again. Yep. So soon. So soon. Well, they have an opportunity now. The right. circle's broken. They don't have magic. Mm-hmm. Well, I wonder if they have it, but it's not as powerful as it was when the circle was, was bound. Because I can't Mm. imagine that it took everyone's power away, but I think that just the binding of the power and the sort of like the power up that they got when they Mm -hmm. bound it is probably gone. But I can't imagine that the others have lost their power. Well, we're going to have to wait and see how they explain it. Yeah. Because it seemed like in episode three, when they were being chased by that guy, he said all he has to do is kill one of them and the circle is broken and they have no magic. Right. So we'll have so to we'll see, see how they explain it. And that guy could also not really have known fully. I mean, what he, was he about yeah. wasn't really part of the world, so right. He just presumed, I think. Yeah. But so I think that that will definitely be interesting. That's definitely gonna be interesting. Yeah. What I think will be interesting to see is 
how the guilt of what happened tonight mm-hmm. really is going to play on everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we saw shades of it at the end in that final montage. I think it's really going to weigh on Charles oh, because definitely. Charles was pretty gutted about the fact that he had to kill a kid. Well, this is the second person he's killed. Right. Yeah. And it seems like we're realizing that he really doesn't want to be a killer. I no. think we're getting to that point mm-hmm. that even that obviously tonight he had to and before he might not have had to when he killed Cassie's mom. I think that was more something that was out of greed than anything else. Right, and I think that was part of a bigger plan and I still think that might eventually in the not. root of it all I don't think that Charles and Don have bad intentions. Mm-hmm. I think they're just having to do all these awful things as a means to an end. Right. But why would they summon the demon in the first place? That's interesting. That's, That's if what's the interesting are. thing is. We found well, out tonight that not even Grandma knows what happened 16 years ago at yeah. the boathouse. Right, That's and I think right. that plays more on the secrecy thing where Grandma is so is wanting to avoid this new generation from hiding it right. because it probably all could have been avoided. Yeah. But I I have a feeling that the summoning of the demon was probably an accident. Yes, and I do not too. what was intended yeah. 16 years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think that it was these kids not understanding the full intensity of mm-hmm. what they were doing right. is what led to these demons being awoken. Yeah, and I think next week it's going to be a different type of demon, yeah, but mm-hmm. a demon nonetheless, right? Yeah. What I also think, I, I mean, if we look at it this way, all of what has happened in the last two episodes is also kind of Cassie's fault, right? Because if Cassie had listened to Diana, she wouldn't have woken Heather up, right? And mm-hmm. this whole demon business wouldn't have been started, right? Leading to Nick's death. So I'm wondering if we're going to see Cassie sort of realize that this is kind of, in a roundabout way. A chain of events that she started. Or if we're going to see people blaming her. Yes. Right. And right. she's going to be segregated. Yeah. I mean, I could see Melissa blaming her. Blaming I could see Faye blaming her. Yeah. Well, I mean, Melissa was possessed. Right. <laughs> and now well, yeah. lost the person who she clearly loved. I right. think she did love She him. did have very strong feelings for and him. And she, he, I mean, that, at that, in that montage when you, it was clearly Faye telling her that Nick died, that was like... So really I mean, the most emotion that we saw yeah. from anyone f- after right. finding out that Nick was dead. I mean, she's the only one who seemed to have really been affected by it. Yeah. Let's not Greatly. let's not lie. Yeah. I mean, Diana Cassie had her one tear. Taz, Cassie had one tear. Diana didn't even have tears. Yeah. Adam was just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Everyone's too cool. Everyone was very stoic about it. Right. Yeah. But I do think that w- that we are going to see some uh, in everybody guilt yeah. sort of be an inner evil yeah i think so i think next week is going to be a very solemn episode where the characters are sort of on their own Mm -hmm. and kind of away from each other because they it's still so fresh that they don't want to really be around each other because being around each other is a reminder of what just happened right so i do think they'll be part and i think that's what's going to open them up to danger with this person coming after them whoever is yeah because they're not going to want to be around each other and that's going to make them susceptible Mm -hmm. to being Evil. Right. Exactly. All right. But I mean, it was was a game changer this week. (laughs) It was definitely a game changer. Things are changing in Chance Harbor. They are. Can't wait to see what happens next. Well, thank you guys for joining me tonight. Thank you, all our listeners. Thank you here, everyone on After Buzz from DJ Jesse Janity, myself, Billy, and Heather. (laughs) Have a wonderful night. Good night.
From producers Kevin Undergaro and Phil Svitek, engineer DJ Jesse Janity, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. If you have questions or comments, be sure to buzz us at info at AfterBuzzTV.com. And you can find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter by searching for AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal. I can't stand it because you put me down.